Hello and welcome to another episode of Beauty Snack. You'll notice that the format is going to be very different from now on because I'm in New York and David is in London. Uh, but the important thing is that we're still talking to you uh, about the most important things affecting the global media industry. Today, uh, you know, we discussed that marketers in the US are going to have to collaborate with the FBI over media rebate practice investigations. That's right. So, mate, what's going on? So you, you're referring to a really, really important piece of work that has been conducted by uh, the ANA in the US in collaboration with uh, the highly credible and well-respected uh, law firm yeah. uh, Reed Smith. They have together issued uh, a white paper uh, which is designed to help inform their members, the ANA members, on how to behave and collaborate with the FBI as part of their investigation yeah. into trading practices in the US. This, this is, I mean, this sounds terrifying, right? I mean, we, we're not used in marketing to have, you know, legal language circulated like this and the FBI, you know, looking over our shoulders. Uh, so it's a big challenge, big challenge for marketers. The, the white paper, which we'll link to, it's, they've made it public domain. It's very, very well written, uh, if a little bit terrifying. It lays out the timeline, all the stuff that we've been talking about on Media Snack for the last three years, um, all the stuff's been going on, all the transparency investigations and reporting. And it's a very strong call to action now, isn't it, for, for members yeah. to, AMA members, with guidelines about how they should collaborate with the FBI. I can't believe that we're actually saying that out loud. So what are the implications? Well, this, I mean, this is huge. This is really, really serious. The ANA are absolutely right to take a, a position on this um, and encourage their members to participate. We're not accustomed to having the FBI uh, looking over our shoulders in this industry. Yeah. I mean, and the other implication for the members, for the advertisers, is that they've got to step forward now. They have to take decisive action. And what we probably need more than anything more than ever, perhaps, is some really big brands, some high-profile marketers taking a leadership position on this issue. Yeah, absolutely. And from the agency side, uh, the ones especially that have been issued with subpoenas, uh, they'll be yeah. very nervous, I'd imagine. Um, but the truth will out. If, if there has been any inappropriate behaviour around trading, then you've got to hope that, that this activity, this action, will begin to draw it out. Um, if there is a positive yeah. in all of this, is that the industry needs it. For too long now, we've been, uh, we've been paranoid uh, with this cloud of suspicion and trust. We've talked about trust issues between client and agency regressing even further. Uh, if, there is one, if there is one issue around transparency that needs to be dealt with, this is it. And so we hope, we hope that at the end of this investigation, whichever way that it goes, will, the industry will be able to move forward. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it should be somewhat cathartic. It's going to be painful. Yeah. The sad thing is, and I think the final kind of implication to think about is for the FBI, right? The FBI yeah. are not infinitely resourced. They're putting a, obviously a, some form of team against this and some resources against this, but they need, this is, the, this is what's in the white paper, right? You can click down below and read this. Is that they say we don't have the resources to fulfill this investigation on our own. We need marketers' yeah. support in order to do this. So the implication for the FBI is, if we all clam up again and nobody says anything and we all just bury our heads in the sand or look the other way, 
this will die, this will go away, which may be good for the bad players in the industry, but it's not good for those with real accountability, a real sense of um, you know, purpose and intention to make things better. So we've got to try to collaborate and gather together uh, all of our resources to just go through this slightly painful process and come out the other side a far fitter and better industry. Right, so the big thing. So what should marketers be thinking about? Well, I mean, that's, that's the big question, right? Because, I mean, if you read the white paper, the, the language in it is, is definitive. It's very legal. Um, it can feel yeah. quite intimidating. It can feel quite scary. The instructions that the ANA are providing in terms of doing this, this self-audit seem quite complicated, quite intrusive. And so I think the, the natural reaction for, mer- for many marketeers perhaps would be to ignore it or at least uh, worry yeah. about it at another time. The, the problem that you've got is that we don't have time with this. And so uh, I would hope that most marketeers firstly would have a point of view on it. So they need to manage internal communications because whether it's a CMO or a CEO, uh, they will be being asked some questions. So manage internal comms clearly and in a rational way. Uh, that's the first thing that I would do. Yeah. And the second thing that I would... I'll just add, mate, onto that as well, is that, that, you know, this is, I think this is unavoidable, right? I mean, if this was, again, something that was captured in the little trade press bubble and it was a very, in, you know, we're a small little global industry, mm. really, can be quite insular. But now this is, you know, this is making, you know, financial press again. Right? Yeah. This is this this is being talked about at length now in the Wall Street Journal and other places. Um, this is unavoidable as a marketer because now this is in the business news. So you're going to get, if you're a media director, you're going to get a question from your CMO. Yeah. You're going to. If you're a CMO, you're going to get a question from your from your shareholders yeah, or from your right. board. That's right. I don't think this is a thing that, that can be ducked. I'm not sure that that's an option. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, let's let's hope that, that that most marketeers kind of take take that that action. But the first thing that they should do once they've kind of managed internal comms is get hold of the contract. It's a simple thing. The contract will enable you to have at least a perspective as to how exposed you are or have been in this issue and how protected you are. So, you know, that would be a good starting point in terms of beginning to uh, articulate what your internal point of view or your internal comms is going gonna, is gonna to look like. But, you know, yeah. as you say, you know, we're, we're, in many cases, we're going to be asking marketeers or, or media leaders to conduct essentially an audit of themselves because, uh, you know, perhaps they've been responsible for, for media over this period. And if they find anything that, that is untoward, uh, you know, the finger could be pointing at themselves. So, you know, that might be the, the, yeah. the immediate kind of paranoid reaction. Um, but the, the yeah. appropriate behaviour would be to manage comms, look at your contract and see how exposed yeah. you are. And, uh, you know, and we've spoken to a few marketers already about this and then there is some real discomfort with the idea of launching some kind of nuclear option. If you, launch a, if you announce a financial yeah. audit or an, an audit, I mean in the, in the guidelines it's saying you know, set up meetings and record them. Uh, you know, you're going to be turning yourself into an FBI investigator. That's a, that's a big... Very, you have to be very, very brave to be able to do that. And you're going to be doing that potentially against you know, colleagues and yeah. partners. That's the thing as well. You know, this is potentially toxic, yeah. personally. Uh, and it could be for your, for your marketing organization and your brand as it, when it comes to the agency landscape, potentially, yeah. you know, because you're a, it feel like an act yeah. of war and aggression. 
Um, our advice and the, and the way right. that we uh, at IDcoms have been dealing with these questions in the last kind of few years is to look at slightly more holistically. So whilst we do contract review, mm-hmm. right? So we, you know, we'll look at this, the, the robustness and the strength of the contact contract and highlight where the gaps might be that could lead to bad behaviour. We're also looking at other, maybe some might call softer elements, things like the provision of talent, the quality of service, technology that's employed, all these kinds of things, gives a CMO a little bit more of a holistic baseline of where they stand, where their strengths are, but perhaps most importantly in this context, where the the gaps are, where they may be, be exposed. And we yeah. find that's a slightly gentler and a more, uh, more acceptable way uh, of analysing the quality of the media practice and the quality of the relationship with external partners. Absolutely. Because it sets the tone, right? I mean, that's then a, a, a constructive, uh, forward-facing kind of exercise in identifying uh, perhaps where best practice can be brought into an existing media management process yeah. rather than it being... Particularly granular and potentially quite, you know, disruptive or destructive of of a of a, of a marketing organisation. Yeah, good. And we'll link to some resources down below where you can find out more about that. Right, mate. Uh, good week four. Well, I'm not sure if it's a good week or a bad week, but it's certainly been a big week for Jerry Bullman, the long-standing, well-respected mm. chief executive of Dentsu Aegis Network, is standing down. Uh, he's been in that job for about 10 years. In the last five years, he's doubled the business. Uh, he's, he's fit, he's smart, he's still engaged in the industry, but for some reason, he's stepping down. So he's got 12 months worth of consulting support with Dentsu, and then who knows yeah. what he's going to be doing. Bit of pressure on Mark Reed, maybe, there. Well, perhaps, perhaps. Um, bad week for? Uh, bad, it was a bad week for advertising executives, uh, particularly in the UK, and this is because of a, a piece of fun little research, although it's conducted by Ipsos Mori, which is a very credible research firm. Each year they go out to the British public and they ask uh, the British people uh, the level of trust they have in various different professions. And it's always a bit of a laugh and it makes some headlines because politicians always become come bottom and teachers and doctors come at the top, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And this year, for the first time, they've run this for many, many years, and the first year that they've put in advertising executives as a job title, uh, and to everyone's somewhat surprise, it's come lo- the bottom, it's come the complete bottom, it's, the, it's lower in trust, trust and credibility than politicians, estate agents... Uh, journalists uh, um, and many others that, with, that sometimes are challenged for reputation. So, uh, not a great week, uh, really, based on that research for the ad industry generally. Okay, so question of the week Will marketers yeah. collaborate with the FBI? Yes, no, whatever. Great. So, you can go to idcoms.com for more resources and help in these kind of areas to help give you the advantage. Uh, But that's your media snack for this week. Thank you very much for watching. Bye for now. See you next time.